everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where I keep getting emails about Rosh Hashanah recipes. Like, why don't you just tell me how long it is till the first night of Pesach, folks? Settle down, everybody. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Not at all panicking about Rosh Hashanah, no, but I'm also the voice and face of Breaking Bread Oven on Instagram. We have... We have uh, surpassed 200 followers. I know people are like, Miriam, that's not all that exciting. It's only 200 followers on Instagram. Are you kidding me? I think it's great. I'm super excited. Thank you, everyone, who's been following, who's been watching the videos, who's been sharing them, who's been commenting. I also got a number of recipes from people who have been sharing their recipes, asking me to try them out. It's fun. I'm having a good time with it. And uh, I do want to thank Lizzie Wallach, who has been making sure that my posts have gone up and uh, taking charge of the account. So I really thank her for its growth over the last couple of weeks. That is for sure. And of course, who was at it from the beginning is Yoni Pollock. So Mazel Tov to Yoni and Haley Pollock. Yeah, let's put that in one sentence again. Haley and Yoni Pollock are married for a week. I know it's not that big of a deal, but it is that big of a deal. And it was a beautiful wedding and we were thrilled to be a part of it. And um, no, we did not pepper the entire or fill the entire ballroom with NSN swag. We did not. We behaved ourselves. Behaved ourselves, I say. But it was a good time. And of course, Nachum was there. Seth Gordon was there. The most important person of the night, of course, ZK was there. It was a good time. And Jamie, I can't forget. Jamie, my gosh. Steven was there. We all had a good time. A good time had by all. And also, frankly, you had to see it to believe it. So we had a wonderful time. And we thank everyone for uh, sharing their Mazel Tov wishes with us as if we were the parents, which we were not. Mazel Tov to the Ramrasses and to Mrs. Pollock. And we should all share in many smachot for years to come. Let's do the national holidays. Today's national holidays, folks, are skimpy. They're weak. They're honestly weak. They're not even worth mentioning. One of them I can't really mention. And then there's National Oyster Day, which I can mention, but I don't have anything to do with. It's also India Pale Air. I can't even say it. Na- National India Pale Ale Beer Day. The only part I got was beer day, ale, beer day. Okay, so it's some kind of pale ale, I guess, from India. I have no idea. But but yesterday was National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. And a number of people tweeted it out. And for good reason. We should celebrate that every day, often and daily. So if you didn't celebrate yesterday, good thing you can hold two days for National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Eat one today. And tomorrow, by the way, on the 6th of August is National Water Balloon Day. Good time had by all. It's National Root Beer Float Day. For those people who've never had a root beer float, now I'm not an ice cream person and I'm not a root beer person, but if you haven't at least had one in your life, I mean, tomorrow's the day to celebrate. National Root Beer Float Day is tomorrow. And for the next couple of days, for the, from the 6th through the 8th, it's National Twins Day. So shout out to my twins who um, are in camp and not hearing this at all, but but maybe I'll get a message to them. And to the multiples in your life, wishing them a happy National Twins Day. Let's do today's fortune cookie. Last week's was a big hit. A big hit. Let's see what we got this week. Hold on. The mightiest oak in the forest is just a little nut that held its ground. Ah, that's very nice. Let's read that one again. The mightiest oak in the forest is just a little nut that held its ground. Well, I may play those numbers. I didn't play last week's numbers. I'm giving those to Pollock. These I might play. 
You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I am joined this morning by Leah Shapiro. She's not only cook, famous cookbook author, we'll talk about that a little bit while, in a little while, but she's also the co-founder of Between Carpools. And Between Carpools, the ever popular, I mean, that, I mean that's, that's honestly a bit of a, an understatement, the ever popular lifestyle blog for the busy Jewish woman. You can find them at betweencarpools.com. You can find them on Instagram. You can basically find them everywhere. Everywhere. She is known as the connector, the connector of the Between Carpools team. And she joins me today to discuss the journal for Jewish kids called Between You and Me that has new, is the new release from ArtScroll and is a division, a, a byproduct, a brainchild, we'll find out, of the Between Carpools group. Good morning, Leah. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Totally my pleasure. And um, again, I, as, as somebody who's never written a book, but I can imagine and have heard from authors that every time you, you finish a book and you publish a book, it's like having a child, I should wish you a mazel tov. Thank you. And it really is like that. And when I did, you know, in the past, I've only I've done cookbooks. I truly felt like I had a baby. Um, <laughs> and when somebody would say, like, when are you coming out with another cookbook, I would look at them like, what? You got to be a mind. My baby is like a newborn. Right. It takes so much energy and effort. So this book, I thought it's going to be actually. It won't be that same feeling. You know, it's a. It's this book is a. It's a Jewish journal for kids. Basically, it's a prompt journal where there's 325 questions um, every day. There's another question for children to fill out. However, it took out the same energy. We were so invested in it, and so much thought, and so much effort went into it that it actually does feel like we just had another baby that's funny that's funny so this was a group effort on this child yes <laughs> uh, I'm a co-founder between carpools we're a group of five women and it's a Jewish website lifestyle site um, we also have an app where you can you know find everything on the app the same as the website for people that just want to have an app for people that don't want to have a browser on their phone you know just for just for easier access also right. you can also save things easier on their app um, and we felt like, um, and what we do is that we provide like content basically, right? You would say recipes, table settings, shopping, posts, what's in, you know, what's in, where you can get good things, where you, you know, where you can get um, what all, you know, what everybody else has. You want to say, but mm -hmm. in a nice way. Right. Um, and you're a resource. Get, exactly, and um, part of the Between Couples mission involves filling voids and creating the products we wish existed. So um, we've done uh, like a, a bib as a collab together with Little Eggs, and um, this and we wrote that cookbook called Dinner Done because we felt that was missing. That was like uh, you know an easy cookbook where you can find really recipes that are everything that's pantry ingredients that taste amazing and that can be done quickly. And this journal we felt has a lot of benefits for parents and for children and. The concept of prompt journal actually exists. You know, there is thousands of prompt journal out sure. there, but not one that we felt that our kids would feel completely comfortable. It doesn't, you know, the questions about Shabbos, about Yantif, about Pesach, about, uh, you know, just things that are general to their life that would, you know, that mean something to them. Right. So that's actually that's actually a very interesting point. But I want to backtrack one second. As one of the five women who are the founder of Between Carpals, talk to me about being known as the connector. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying I'm the big bossy older sister. Uh. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just um, I'm, I really enjoy networking, um, and I guess I guess I'm good at it. I did not write that that Victoria wrote about me, and um, I you know I I got everybody together to put this 
uh, site together. You know, I basically chose, uh, you know, four women that I knew that had specific talents and put everybody together so that the five of us are like the perfect woman together. Mm, that's such a nice, like that the sum of your parts, you are, yes. you are greater than even the sum of your parts. Yeah, and we really learn a lot from each other, and it's really been a phenomenal experience working together. So so it's basically a sisterhood of five women, and you're inviting other women to join the sisterhood. Exactly. And we're like, some people call us the big sister in the pocket, you know, where we can give you that advice and the sure. big sister gives you. Um, but the website is really not about us. It's about women and general, the readers, you know. So we just, like, guide the content and what people need or want, but um, it really is about about everybody. You know, when you have a website, let's say like uh, Martha Stewart or something, it's about Martha, it's about the celebrity. But by us, it's not about us. It's about Jewish women that are trying to like balance that busy life. Right. A hundred percent. And that balance is always something, no matter what you're doing and what your background is and how many family members you have, it is, it is a constant struggle. And I use the word struggle and somebody actually likened it to juggling glass. And sometimes you have to realize that a glass is going to fall and it's going to break. But right. you're, and, and that's okay. Right. And that is okay. And actually you should expect that it's, something's going to fall and it's going to break. But the goal is to handle everything carefully and give everything as much as you can equal weight so that you're keeping everything off the ground. And, right. And, so, and sometimes there are things that are more priority than right? others. Right. 100%. And, you know, and that's, that, that juggle is realizing this is a priority and the other things are not. If right. I can't get dinner on the table because I need to do X, Y, Z, then, you know, we're going to eat simpler or, you know. Right. Right. Frozen food. Uh, that transparency, though, the fact that there are five women who are out there talking about the fact that we're not getting it perfect. We're not getting it perfect. And we recognize that's OK. That must be a, a very validating to many women that you meet and that you hear from. Right, so a lot of what we talk about, rather, is uh, what we talk about is the positivity, is that we're happy doing what we're doing, and we're excited, and we want to do everything to the best that we can. So we try to infuse everything with like a positive, and um, and a and a like and a happiness doing it. Like, you know, we all need to prepare for Yantif mm. times, but it should be, you know, how can you do it? It's food that you that everybody will be happy with, and that won't take you that long. And you should be, you know, and and bringing that joy into our daily life. Right. So dinner done, which was the cookbook, the offshoot from between carpools, that was incredibly satisfying because again, you're giving women a tool, you're giving families a tool to be successful and to provide without making everyone nuts and adding additional stress. Right, and you know when we were writing the book, I just kept on adding, uh, you know, like chicken cutlets, like schnitzel, chicken breast recipes, like one after the other, like literally. And Victoria's like, if you send me one more recipe to edit that is like breadcrumbs or chicken breast, I was like, but that's what the kids like, so I might as well give you like seven different varieties. That one goes in the oven, one goes on the stove, one goes on the grill. Like you'll just, you know, you're gonna have variety. Like this, you don't have to serve the same chicken nuggets every single night. Right. So I, I did put two on a page. So. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So it's not, it doesn't look like you're turning one after the other, but there are plenty there because, you know, that's what my kids like. And, you know, that's what my, most of my nieces and nephews like. 
I just, you know, I'm, I might as well provide the variety to make it a little more interesting and fun and get them maybe to eat a little bit different. Right. No, and, and of course, you have to meet people where they are. So giving some kind of elaborate sea bass recipe is not something that's going to make its way into a dinner done cookbook because that doesn't speak to making your family's life easier. That doesn't speak and that's to... Not, and that's not budget friendly either. Right. <laughs> oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. And so, by the way, that's important to note is that the recipes in Dinner Done, I mean, I know we're here to talk about the journal and we will, but the recipes in Dinner Done are meeting the needs of the family, both financially and in terms of what they want to eat. Right. So, you know, we do have one or two meats or something, you know, that are a little more, but there's, you know, there's special occasions, there's, you know, different times, you might want to make a nice birthday dinner, you might want to make, and mo- many of the recipes obviously also well for Friday night and for, for the holidays, so that works well also. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I definitely got that vibe, and um, when I was going through the cookbook, you're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network, I'm joined by Leah Shapira from Between Carpools, and we are about to start discussing this new release from Art School. You can go to artschool.com and use promo code RADIO for 10% off your your order and free shipping. Just search Between You and Me. It is a journal for Jewish kids. So now let's talk about this. You felt the need, not just you, but Between Carpels felt the need that there was a void. There's a need for families to be able to have open conversations, to have dialogue, for kids to be able to think about themselves in both the context of them being a Jew and them growing up and becoming adults. So how did all of this manifest itself into what is a really child and family friendly book how did this idea go from just an idea to an actual publication right so first of all it's adorable yeah it is it's very friendly it's like every child is going to look at it okay so let's discuss what is a child actually so the book is meant for seven to 13 year olds um a mature six-year-old can fill it out with an adult like you know if they have trouble writing then the parents can Mm -hmm. write it for them um, and even a young 14-year-old would enjoy it, but definitely the mid-range of 11, 12, 13, they're going crazy for it. You know, this is the perfect age where they want to express themselves. They just want to tell you stories. They want to tell you things, you know, that might be girls, and some of the, some of the kids are less reserved, and they don't, you know, you ask them, how is your day, and they just tell you, okay. So this book gets, helps you get, like, much better expressive, um, you know, um, it gets them to express themselves better so they don't just give you that okay and that just one one word answer. So um so uh, sorry. That's okay. No, so whose idea was it and how did it come to fruition? So I think it was uh, Shane D. She had um she she, uh, she her kids liked to journal and mm-hmm. she had this book and she kept she showed us that really the kids are sharing things that she would never know. Uh, about them, you know, right. and um, and she said, "Isn't this amazing?" But there's there are there are, there are questions that just aren't relevant to my children. They don't watch TV. They don't have favorite movies, um, and you know. And then on the other hand, there's questions that I would love to know what they love about Pesach. What's their favorite thing about Sukkot? Um, what um, what's their favorite Jewish song? You know, there's the specifically Jewish questions that I would love to hear, that they, they would love to talk about, um, and or I would love them to think about. Right. So we were like, okay, we got to do this. So um, we realized a few things that were make it that we were missing, and we wanted it to be more Jewish. Number one, we didn't want any. We wanted it a very positive kind of thing. We didn't want them to focus on negative. Um, we wanted the kids to be able to. Um, they shouldn't, it should be sensitive to all different kind of kids. Some of the questions like, 
uh, you know, who's your best friend or what do you like about your best friend. There are thousands of kids out there that do not have a best friend, and that's totally okay. It doesn't mean that every 11-year-old needs to have a best friend. So when you're filling out a journal and you have that question, I think that actually makes a child feel bad, like, oh, mm. I don't have a best friend. So we were sensitive to that. We were sensitive. There's no questions, uh, specific questions about a mother or a father. Mm. So if you're in a single family home, if you lost a parent, then, you know, you, you get knocked down all the time with right. such things. At, when you're filling out a personal journal, that shouldn't, that shouldn't be, that, ch- that child shouldn't feel like, oh, why am I different than everybody else? So um, we would ask questions like general, like either parent or family, you know, a lot more questions based on family, not so much. Um, there's even like... I don't think there's, there's only one question about siblings, and it's, a, it's like a theoretical question. That means if you're an only child, you would feel comfortable. Really, really, we thought about every sort of sensitive thing. We want to make sure that the child doesn't have to gossip or, um, or share, you know, like outright, like you want to say Lashon Hara. But on the other hand, there are questions that get them to think about themselves. Mm, right, uh, and one of my favorite pages that I actually have open to is Give Yourself a Compliment, which right. I would say is forget that it's difficult for kids, it's difficult for adults. So, you know, to, to start a child or to, sta- to start a person at a younger age saying, give myself a compliment, you mean there are things that I can talk about myself that are worthy of a compliment? Like that in and of itself is such a great idea. That is so validating. The kids, are, the kids that are filling out, we, we don't, we, we, we're getting like screenshots from parents. So, you know, not every child wants to share the journal and do it sure. as a family project. So some children are doing it privately, but there are many kids that are very open to doing it, you know, letting their mother read it or doing it together with a parent. So one of the kids says, what is one secret that people don't know about you? Mm. Um, and he, he's nine years old, and he wrote that he has a six-pack. <laughs> we haven't stopped laughing. <laughs> like, this is uh, one secret that no one knows about him. I, we just thought that was adorable. That is. Actually, on the other hand, there's some things that are more personal that parents, that you can really learn. And, like, um, somebody said that, she, you know, a child wrote that they want, they like what do they like after school? They like when, you know, the mother is home or, or, or doing a specific thing or serving a specific supper. And it's so easy to make the child happy once you know that. Right. Oh, absolutely. And again, you know, this we should make it clear that this journal has multiple purposes. First of all, it can be act as a prompt for families to have discussions. I mean, you can open this up on a Friday night and decide that you're going to randomly pick one, one page. Just open it up wherever you want, and all of a sudden that's the topic of discussion for your Friday night table. That's great. That's amazing. It's really a conversation starter. It's an opportunity for kids to think about themselves in an introspective way. And it is if they want to share with their parents. It's an opportunity for kids to have a dialogue without having a dialogue. It's an opportunity for parents to see what their kids are up to, quote unquote, where they're holding, without having to come straight out and say to them, so... And, and also in a very non-judgmental way. There is right. no right answers. There's no wrong answers, right. however you feel. A hundred percent. And you're very clear about that at the opening of the book. And also what I thought was very interesting um, is that this book has a shelf life. And what I mean by that is it's not one and done. People are encouraged that when you pick up the journal, you can reread it and re-enter it a year later. And there are opportunities on each page for multiple journal entries and right. dating. So there's, there's- there's basically four ways to fill out this journal. One, like you said, a conversation. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have to write anything. Right. The second way is an individual child can fill it out. Um, it's not specific to a year. So, you know, you can buy, you can buy it any time in the year. You can start it at any year. There's, it, if you buy it and you put it away for two years, it will still be, you know, there's no specific date or year. It's not like a, 
you know, a calendar that you have to fill it out by the calendar. So a child can fill it out one year, and then there's there's a spot to fill it out a following year, so it becomes like a memory book. Mm. On the other hand, because it's divided in two, that means two kids can fill it out together. So if you have, you know, two sisters, or a brother or sister, or a grandmother and a, ch- and a grandchild, a mother and a child, they both want to fill it out. They can both fill it out at the same time. Wow, that's, that's another interesting idea I hadn't thought of is the multi-generational approach. Right, and then you can fill it out as a family where you, since there's lines, you can just write, you know, the first name, mom, second line, dad, and you can actually just write the name or use different color pens, and each person would use one or two lines. So there's lots of creative ways that you can use it. You do not have to go in order, even though it does have 12 months um, that ask specific questions, like if it's Kislev, it has questions for Hanukkah. However, you know, it's, you want them to be enjoy it. So you tell the kids you can fill it out however you want. If you're in the mood of answering certain questions, you can answer them. If you want to fill out one question a day before you go to bed, you can do that. Mm. If you want to fill out 30 questions today, not look at it for a month, and then fill out another 10 questions, that's up to you. It's also easier for a kid to write about themselves when they're answering a specific question. And so when we want kids to think about themselves and to take a moment and give themselves some attention, and people deserve to give themselves attention, right, to pay attention to themselves, it's easier for a kid. It's, it's, I'm going to put it this way. It's less scary to have a question on a page to answer versus having a blank page that you're just supposed to write in. So, right. So I can read some of the questions, right? So, like, what's the strangest food you've ever eaten? So that's like a fun, you know, get some thinking creative. Uh, the other, one, the next one would be, I like it when my family blank together. So mm-hmm. that's a fill in the blank, you know, so that forces them to think, you know, what is, you know, like, all, you know, one or two words for it. Right. I love what's, the question. What's your favorite smell, Leia? What is your favorite smell? Definitely Bobco. <laughs> I didn't even have to think twice. <laughs> You're such a good Jew. There's, <laughs> you don't even say um, baking challah. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I, when we, we had so much fun filling, you know, thinking what our answers would be. Right. Um, you know, what's your favorite Hanukkah memory? Do you like latkes or donuts? Who's your favorite cousin and why? Nice. You know, the why gets them to think what qualities they like about a person, you right. know, and. Uh, we that's the same thing we asked, like, oh, you know, what makes a good friend, you know? Uh, what's the strangest thing in your backpack? What miracle in Jewish history would you most want to witness? And then, of what's- course, there's a question that is as, I'm going to use the word serious, but as serious as if you could speak to a Holocaust survivor, which questions would you ask? And that would be a question to probably do as a family, depending on the child's age. Right. So, so, so there are some questions that may not be so, you sure. know, maybe harder for a seven-year-old, um, but that might be something that you might want to discuss and, you know, talk about, and maybe they can think once, you know, you, you help them along with it. Listen, encouraging dialogue, open dialogue between parents and children is obviously something that we all strive for. Every family strives for. There are, and uh, you know, there are so many reasons for that, but, but journaling for, for, for ages has been a wonderful sense of, of, um, it's a safe space. I'm going to put it that way. It's a safe space for kids to share their thoughts and to write about things and express themselves. And I do believe that because this is a writing journal, it's not a digital journal. It's not an online journal. It's actually a writing journal. There is something more intimate with that experience of putting pen to paper than if you were answering in a text. Right. And um, there is a nice, like, um, uh, what's that called? That string. No. Oh, that's a, yeah. It's a it's a it's a page. Um, 
It's a pay, it's a, a bookmark. Book, like a, it's a, a bookmark. bookmark. <laughs> exactly. The bookmark. Thank <laughs> right. you. Right. No problem. So that bookmark is also nice. If if a child does, you know, if you are a more diligent kind of person, you want to go in order, you could bookmark it and come back at any time. Right. Well, I highly recommend it, especially if you're a parent um, who's looking to connect with their kids and their your kids are of that age. It is certainly a worthwhile purchase and it's it's um it's good for families. It's just good for Jewish families, and it's certainly good for Jewish kids. Again, you can go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio for 10% off your complete purchase and for free shipping. Leah Shapiro from Between Carpools. Thank you so much for joining me and continued Thank you for having me. My pleasure, and continued Hatzlacha to the, to the entire Between Carpools team. Thank you so much. My pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. A full day of programming continues. The live lunch starts in just a few moments at the top of the hour. And, of course, Throwback Thursdays at 1 p.m. Encore of JM Rewind at 4 p.m. And the Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zomik begins at 7 p.m. this evening. Tomorrow morning, Nachum hosts JM in the a.m. starting at 6 a.m. Motzei Shabbos. Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull, 9 p.m. Matis hosts JM Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. We're closing today with Yishai Rebo's Halev Sheli. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs> הלב שלי מרים ידיים כבר מועד לא עומד על הרגליים שבר כלי שאין בו כבר מה והשמיים הם לי חומה חבור בתוך הים ביבשה ורק אתה יכול להפוך מספדי למחול לזכך את החול לרכך בי הכל ורק אתה מבין איך לגשת ללב שלי משכך כל כיף שבי מרפא את שלי נקרא לשניים חציו השם וחציו לשם שמיים כמו סופה מן הים עולם כמו תופה של מרים פועם ואין תרופה בעולם ללב ורק אתה יכול להפוך מספדי למחול לזכך את החול לרכך בי לגשת ללב שלי, משכך כל כיף שבי, מרפא את
Thank you. 